Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, November 15th, 2021. On today's episode, we got a, a return of Custy of the Week. Uh, we got a How Was My Weekend. And, you know, I always start the show with a little freestyle hip-hop fucking flow. And in the back of the day, I used to say, go to the fucking Drake and get faded with your homies. And you know you get fucked up. Drive around in my big humongous truck. Yo, hello. Hi, hi. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday mo- Monday edition for Monday, November 15th, 2021. Let's Scan, how are you? How was your weekend? I hope you are having a nice day and weekend. Let's start off the show with a little bit of uh Alright, little <laughs> not really that much smoother on the pentatonics this week, but hey. How was my weekend? How was your weekend? I hope you got up to something nice. Were you, uh, you know, getting ready for the fall? Were you out in the yard raking the leaves? Did you go down into the basement and grab your uh, big old Tupperware containers and get out your winter coats and your mittens and your scarves and your toques and your earmuffs and you're all getting ready for the snow? And you know, it's only 41 days to Christmas and uh, time flies. Where does the year go? It seems like just yesterday the pandemic started and already we're in the 2022. It's just come. Where does the time go? I just don't know. I mean, we got a lot to look forward to coming up. I hope you had a good weekend, man. I did some of that shit. I got my shit out, get my motherfucking toques ready. But you know, I'm as a um, as a stoner. You wear toques all year round. Toques when you smoke weed are all year. They're all year. Any July, you could wear toque in July. Stoners and bullies, and there is a huge intersection of a Venn diagram of uh, guys who wear toques in the summer. <laughs> Indoor toques as well. Uh, indoor toque. Okay, so how was my weekend? I had a good weekend on Thursday. I had a show, as always, at the Corner Comedy Club at the corner of Queen Bun Duncan in Toronto, Ontario. And uh, so we do the Thursday showcase with me and my uh, my good buddy, Natish Sakuja, at the Corner Comedy Club. And we had 8 and 10. And the shows have been rocking lately. And I don't know. Yeah, it's just been it's just been awesome. They're 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 fully loaded. People are having a good time. We're booking uh, less acts and more time. So we're giving the comics, you know, instead of coming and doing five to seven, they're doing 10 to 15 sometimes. And that's nice because people get, you know, you get an idea of what a person is, is what they're, what they're come. It's easier to become yourself. The more time that a comic has, the more ability that they have to create trust with the audience and build repertoire with the audience and then allow the nuances of your own personality to sort of come out. So it's nice booking more comics. And then also if we do that, then if there is somebody, you know, with that drops in or whatever, then we can toss them, you know, five and, and, uh, you know, find the minutes somewhere else. (laughs) So Thursday was good. And then Friday, I don't know, this is what's going on with fucking Corona right now is that Friday, like it's when shows get canceled, it's like, well, I can't really get another show because it's already booked. So I had a show get canceled. Um, and then, 
And then for some reason, I just didn't book Saturday. So I think I had a, it was one or the other. I had Friday or Saturday cancel on me. So I had one or the other cancel on me. And then, and I didn't have a show on one of the other nights. So then I got to have like a full ass, like regular human weekend, which is something that's, you know, been more frequent during the pandemic. But re recently I've been doing like all pretty much devoting my weekends to stand up and, you know, homework or whatever. And losing on pro lines, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> the pro line saga continues. But, uh. So yeah, I just got to be like a fucking uh, regular guy. So it was uh, Tamara's album record uh, release party on Friday at the corner. So I just went there and I just got fucking supremely wasted. And then I went um, to a buddy's house and got fucked up after. And then, you know, just one of these the party all night situations. I don't even really remember like fucking <laughs> getting home. You know, when you look at, <laughs> you know, when you open your Uber the next day, and then it, you, it's like you, you, it asks you to rate the guy or whatever. And then you're like, I was like, holy fuck. Like I looked at the guy, like the face that they showed and then the car. And, and I was like, I don't remember that. Like, I don't remember him. I don't remember that car. And like, I don't drink like that, that often. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. Like that was when I was in high school and shit like that. I used to drink like that, but. I don't really do that anymore, but something just opened up in me, man. Once the liquor starts flowing and it was like a release party and it just felt normal. And I, I don't know. It just felt kind of like I was like, I just got to I'm getting fucked up. <laughs> so I got fucked up. But yeah, I hate that when you got to look at the Uber the next day and you're like, well, that guy, I should probably give this guy a tip. <laughs> How much you want to give us? Like, I'm going to give him a pretty decent tip here. I had a fi instant five star, obviously. Cause I, uh, I don't even know. Was I talking to him? It's just like, I fucking hope to God I wasn't talking to this guy. It's like, I hope I was just quiet and silent and like, kind of just like not passing out, but just like, you know, just kind of like a silent drunk man. Like if I was in there like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I, oh man, that would have been highly embarrassing. But whatever, man, there's an Uber driver out there who drove me home on Friday. That's like that guy was fucked up no matter what state I was in, whether I was talking to him or whether I was fucking silent. He knew I was fucked up. <laughs> so then Saturday I woke up at noon, which I also haven't done in like, I don't know, like a long time since me and Courtney and Medine, that's for sure. So like this was like a, a real outlier weekend situation for me. And I was just like feeling like I woke up instantly popped like a bunch of fucking Tylenol liquid gels, Advil liquid gels. And then, uh, you know, had a shower and did a little bit of yoga. And I was like, okay, like I'm starting to feel a little bit normal. And the yoga helps. Old Drew, like, you know, a younger version of myself would have just been like, ah, you know, just laid on the couch and watched The Matrix all day. <laughs> just fucking lay on the couch and watch the matrix all day saturday eating fucking craft dinner until i gotta go out and do comedy again in the night uh which is why i was 260 man you know and it's because and that comes from a place of not loving yourself you know or not uh, respecting yourself or feeling that uh you're worthy of respect of anyone even of, of yourself which comes from an even deeper wound which we're not going to Oprah right now, <laughs> which we're not going to Oprah right now. So then Saturday I was like, okay, hey, fuck it, man. Let's just, uh, to, to my girlfriend Courtney, I'm like, let's just fucking go out for like a nice dinner and, uh, and just fucking chill out and just like have a nice dinner. So we went to El Catrine in the distillery district in Toronto, which is like a nice, uh, Mexican restaurant. And that's my favorite type of food. Like of all different, like whatever, 
genres of food. <laughs> Is that the right word to use? Genres of food, whatever different types of food there are. Na uh, national identities of foods. Mexican, man. That's fucking number one for me. Out of Italian, out of everything. It's Mexican food is the fucking best food, man. It's just the best food because it's because there's there there the climate is so conducive to growing all these delicious fruit like vegetables and fruits. Um, you know that you get all these manifestations of flavor through the chilies, either dried or fresh, and then you know just through the all the the year round like sun, they can grow all sorts of cool shit and all the fruit and shit like that, and like. And then the beef tradition too, like it's just, and tacos, man, tortillas, corn, you know, it's just like all the best like flavors. Like I, I could eat tacos every fucking day. Last time I was in Mexico's at Mexico's <laughs> last time I was in Mexico, I ate tacos fucking every day, like for two or, or three out of the three meals of the day. And I did not get sick of it on day seven. I wasn't even remotely close to being sick of eating tacos because they're all different types of tacos. And it's exactly it's a little piece of bread with the fucking meat and the whatever you want in there. And it's just a tort and it's just perfect. And you eat it and it's fucking perfect. And it could be spicy. It could be crispy. It could be whatever the fuck you want it to be, man. But it's a fucking taco. <laughs> And so I find them to be the most the supreme form of food. Like there's nothing better. Like a taco is like the apex of, of food and all other food. And I'm talking this is and I, I, I like and don't get me wrong, man. I fucking love a nice and we got short rib too. they did a mole covered short rib with like a fucking puree underneath with roasted corn and, and fucking cilantro oil. And it was like magnificent. But there's just nothing that can compare to a, cause guess what? You could put a fucking, you could put that short rib in a taco and now you got yourself a short rib taco. <laughs> you like going for a nice lobster fucking dinner? Yeah, like uh, buddy, surf and turf tacos. Oh, imagine a nice buttery fucking crispy lobster. What about a fucking, if you took a lobster and then you put it in like, um, in almost like a tempura batter and fucking lightly fried it and then put that into a taco and it was almost like a fucking fi like a fish like a lobster a crispy lobster taco well there you fucking go man like there's <laughs> every every food that you say you like i can say bam put it in a taco <laughs> doesn't fucking matter you like spaghetti you, and but you want you like spaghetti and meatballs put it in a fucking taco <laughs> yo turkey dinner man thanksgiving you know what it is. Say it with me. Put it in a taco. Put it in a motherfucking taco. <laughs> I honestly think I fucking am onto something here, man. I think I have like an infallible argument here. That the taco is the apex food. <laughs> so we went to El Catrine. That's the point I'm trying to say. And it was amazing. That restaurant is great. It's, uh, you know, it's not a cheap restaurant, but whatever. It is Saturday and fucking whatever. Um, so it was nice. It was just nice to go out and the distillery district has their fucking little Christmas market. And uh, they got the tree set up and it was nice going there because it's all set up but with the lights and everything. But nobody's there yet because it's not officially on yet. It doesn't open for like another week or something like that or even like five days or maybe this weekend. So it's like that's a good Toronto hack is like going there without all the fucking people. 
Because who gives a, you know, I, one time I went there and it was like a, it was like I was in a Black Mirror episode. Literally every single person was taking selfies on their phone. Like in the immediate vicinity because we were right by the tree. It was like every, like you looked and it was like, oh my God, like every single person is taking, holding their camera and taking selfies right now. And you couldn't, it was everyone. Like all, all it, it was actually, and it was like a Black Mirror episode. It was like, what the fuck, man? Like everyone is taking selfies right here except for me. Like, is this some kind of like... Like, you know, improv everywhere. What is this? <laughs> is this some kind of flash mob? <laughs> a literal flash mob? Or not, lit I guess, literal flashes mob. Um, it was fucking crazy, but there's a little Toronto hack. So that was Saturday. And then Sunday, football gambo. I got to learn the fucking NFL theme on guitar. <laughs> Fuck, I could probably fucking brain that out actually. But then there it is. <laughs> Sick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so then it was super. Sunday football gambo and I'm like coming off this huge high right last Sunday if you listen to the podcast regularly I was in the fucking money buddy two tickets not one but two fucking point spread and the pro line let's fucking go won the bet on the season with Courtney keg dinner on her <laughs> but whatever it's like our shit is together anyway so it doesn't really matter but it's just the principle of the thing so I'm like, I'm going for the fucking upsets, buddy. It's another fucking crazy week. I'm feeling it. I fucking got, I got the juice, man. I got the fucking juice. Let me, I'm just pulling up the results here. Okay. <laughs> just so I got the right scores. Because right, I got my tickets here in front of me too. So here's what I fucking had. I had fucking, uh... Jags, the Colts not covering the Jags. It fucking happened. I had Washington by four on the Bucks on my pro line. Come on. I had the fucking Lions and Steelers tie within three on my pro line. Come the fuck on. Here's where I got fucked. Is I had, where's that, uh, what was the game that was crazy? Um, the score was fucking so shitty. It was like 43. Oh, yeah, the Falcons. I bet on the fucking Falcons on that same ticket. <laughs> and then they just got fucking smoked, bro. I was like, I'm a fucking genius, bro. I'm like, Lions-Steelers tie. Washington to fucking win. And then Falcons to win. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. Absolutely fucked. And then on another ticket, I had fucking... I had Panthers. This was on my, on my pro line. And this is where I got fucked because I had Jaguars. Uh, and then I had Panthers not, uh, I took the Panthers on the, co on the cover too, like the Cardinals. And I knew, cause I was like, man, it's, it's flowing. And then I had the Browns, I had the Browns on the Patriots and then the fucking Patriots again, 45 to seven. So my two games that I was like, I'm a fucking genius. If I would have just would have, could have, should have, but man. And then I also had another ticket where I had the jets going and I was like, that was my even sketchier one. <laughs> 
but I kind of knew I was like, I'm not. That was the one where I was like, yeah, fuck. But man, I called the Lions Steelers within three. If I would have done a props bet tie on that, two bucks, buddy, that would have been like $800. That was 400 to one. It's like, fuck, man. You got to start. I got to start making these fucking custy prop bets. That's what the lesson I learned this week. Week 10 of 18. You know what I learned? Get more custy. (laughs) Get super fucking custy. Make all sorts of dumb fucking crazy bets. Crazy prop bets, man. All sorts of fucking ties. No zero points. Seahawks. Who would have had no touchdowns for the Seahawks? Boom. Do crazy shit like that. Falcons, no touchdowns. You know, they got those crazy prop bets, man. How about this one? The Panthers over the fucking Cardinals by eight. You know, like make crazy bets like that. That's what you got to do, man. Because any given Sunday, this shit is loco, man. Little $2 custy bets, man. The custiness is everywhere. <laughs> okay, before I get too custody myself, uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Would you like access to bonus content like video interviews, every set that I record on my cell phone, and uh, a personal shout out on every podcast? Then you can be like these people. Uh, oh, shit. Anthony, Blair, Joel, Kunal, Nick, and Mac, Bubba, who's in Mexico right now. Shout out, Bubba. Uh, Marnus, Bryce, Taryn, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, Colette and Andre say their name. What up? What up? As well. Promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our weed sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. That's right, KingTutsCannabis.com. You can use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. At kingtutscannabis.com, we're talking motherfucking weed, we're talking edibles, we're talking CBD extracts, we're talking uh, all sorts of vape vape culture <laughs> as well. If you're like, I don't want it, I don't, I never bought weed off the internet, I think that's sketchy, I want to buy weed off the government, fuck you. Go to kingtutscannabis.com and they will give you motherfucking an extra 15% off for your first order and stack my promo code drew 10 on top of that. That's 25% off a quarter off a quarter, two eights off your eights. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code drew right now. Go right now. Go motherfucker right now. Okay. And speaking of custies, let's do custody of the week. Oh, we haven't done this one in a while. Custy of the week. Okay, our custy of the week comes to us all the way from. Let me pull this up. Uh, where is this coming to from? In New York, man. Here's this is a good one. Uh, police, HOV lane user dressed up seat to look like a passenger. <laughs> so this guy puts a fucking hat. He arches the headrest forward, puts a hat on it, and then puts a coat around it, and then puts the hood up. So as if to look like a person. And man, this guy would have got away with it if he just put a pillow in the front and then zipped up. And then zipped it up and then put a mask with sunglasses on a balloon. <laughs> like this guy was two things away from pulling this fucking thing off. Police in New York said a man traveling in a high occupancy vehicle lane, the POV lane, as Danny Martinell likes to say, was stopped when an officer noticed the passenger was just the backseat of the car dressed in a jacket and a hat, man. That's so fucking awesome. Um, it was the front seat dressed up to look like a person with the jacket pulled over the seat and it had a hood on the headrest, said the cop. Oh, that's how the ticket, the driver's ticket for HOV. Oh, I guess this is more of a visual story. 
<laughs> but that's fucking super custy, man. I love that shit, man, too. This guy's like, yo, man, fuck you. I'm trying to get to work. I got to fucking who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? This is the this kid the, the real problem. The, do you want to know what the real problem is? The third face of power is that public transportation has been lobbied against so hard by the automobile industry and the oil and fucking gas industry that there used to be streetcars in Los Angeles in the 50s. And there was a, a, a union or, or not a union, a, um, a, a corporation, which is the opposite of a union. Um that fucking actively lobbied to dismantle the entire fucking thing. And they were like an automaker or highway builders or some shit like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly where the fucking basis of the story, but there's, it's true. And <laughs> I heard it from a friend of a friend of mine. And, uh, but yeah, man, that's been going on for so, so fucking long. And that, that's the reason why Toronto is one of the only uh, cities that has streetcars because they were built so fucking early and so extensively um, before the age of the corporation. You know, these streetcar tracks are like 100 years old, right? And corporations really haven't had a fucking too extreme hold on our life, like an absolute influence over our life since really the 70s. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's fucking. That's the real face of the problem. Is that it's just like the buses should be everywhere and they should be free and they should come every fucking five minutes. And we have the fucking money to do that. And people who say that we don't have the money to do that don't look at the fucking spreadsheet and and notice the amount of corporate subsidies there are for the oil and gas industry to the tune of fucking nineteen billion fucking dollars a year. How much do you think it costs to run fucking buses up and down the roads all year? Probably close to that. <laughs> okay so i don't know why everything has to be viewed for the, through the sphere of the destruction of capitalism or else we're gonna get fucking nowhere right nobody agrees that it's a good system i would love to talk to somebody who thinks that it's the best way to organize our fucking society and give me reasons justifiable reasons as to why Anyways, uh, getting all political again. They're going to try to bring it down there. Uh, bring it back. Uh, okay, that was Custody of the Week. Now we're going to do Dad Rock. As always, you don't have to listen. This is optional listening, <laughs> as is this entire podcast. Uh, this is the, the, the Dad Rock, where we shred some Dad Rock. Okay, back to the metal. <laughs> I was feeling a little Christian Rocky though. I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to play something like Christian Rock from when I was like 13. And this song is kind of like He walked the earth 2000 years ago. He walked the earth. <laughs> he died for our sins.
Hi, Mink. Hi, Mink. <laughs> 